The Silence of the Lambs is death riding on the wings of a beautiful butterfly through a fine library where great minds meet, finding itself resting on a page of poetic prose. Okay, today I am talking about Silence of the Lambs, the Silence of the Lambs, uh, the film adaptation that came from the book of the same name. Um, we're going to get into it here. So, it is a little creepy, it is definitely smart, it's exciting, it is dark, gritty, raw, bold, um, witty, and... Something I want to touch on just a little bit is that some have said it's a feminist piece as well, which I never thought of at all when I read the book or had seen the movie many times before this last viewing. But I do have the collector's edition, and um, this is the first time I watched the extras, and it pointed out some stuff that, that I didn't notice before and also made me think of things that I had noticed before in a different lens. So... It is a psychological thriller. Uh, some people call it a mystery or suspense. Some people even call it a horror, which I don't believe. It really fits into that category, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, so the author of the book that this is adapted from is Thomas Harris and the director, uh, Jonathan Demme. We have Anthony Hopkins, Jodie Foster, Ted Levine starring in this movie. And uh, it was released in 1991, so the, the um, book was written or published in 1988. We have the film coming out only a few years later in 91. And um, no spoilers in this one. Uh, I love this movie. I really enjoy it. I've seen it eh, about four times now, I think, four or five in my life. And uh, yeah, I just recently watched it again, and as I mentioned, kind of went through and watched all the extras, which I love to do when I've got something that I can do that with, and I've got a collector's edition or something, and uh, learned some other cool stuff along the way. So let me sell you on this. Uh, if you are a fan of psychological thrillers, then I just immediately right there, you should be sold. This is, this is definitive of the genre. Let me tell you a little bit about it. So... We have, um, we have an aspiring FBI agent, um, played by Jodie Foster, um, Agent Starling, Clarice Starling, uh, is the character. So she is at Quantico, she's doing her FBI training, she's the head of her class, she's doing amazing, she's an outstanding, um, student, and, uh, she wants to be an FBI agent and work specifically in the Behavioral Sciences Department, and she is lifted from her um, academic duties for a while uh, by the head of the behavioral sciences department uh, in order to assist in an open investigation, in an ongoing case that is happening currently, which has to deal with uh, Buffalo Bill, who um, is, is a serial killer and he is, he is uh, murdering women. All this stuff is just in the trailer, so I'm not, I'm not going to give you any spoilers. Um, but part of her duties in, in, in aiding in this investigation are to speak to Hannibal Lecter, who is um, imprisoned uh, in a psychiatric uh, prison, and uh, he is a great mind. He is, uh, he, he is himself a serial killer to a degree. Um, that's why he is imprisoned there uh, under the harshest circumstances. And, and maximum security, and uh, he 
used to be a psychologist, so he is going to help to profile this serial killer that they are looking for, this, this Buffalo Bill. So that's the premise of, of the story. Um, sometimes I'll say book and, and DVD interchangeably, but we're talking about the movie here. We, are, we, we definitely are talking about the film, uh, for sure. But it is very close to the book. Um, Thomas Harris didn't want to be involved as a consultant on the film. Um, they wanted to work with him. He said, no thanks, you know, best of luck, but, but no thanks. And, uh, but yeah, they bought the rights to the book and they, they adapted it into this great film. And I didn't read the book until about, I watched the movie maybe three or four times. And then I read the whole series of, of Hannibal Lecter novels, which there are four of. So in the sequence of, of that, this is the second book. This movie is, is the set, adapted from the second book involving Hannibal Lecter. But... The first one, which is Red Dragon, which they've made movie adaptations out of all his, uh, his Hannibal Lecter books. So it goes Red Dragon, then Silence of the Lambs, then Hannibal, then Hannibal Rising. Hannibal Rising is a prequel, so it's the last book written, but it takes place before Red Dragon. So Red Dragon, all, all these things just have in, in common Hannibal Lecter. That, that's what they have in common. Um, but... Red Dragon does not have Clarice Starling as a character. It is kind of a standalone story, whereas The Silence of the Lambs um, and Hannibal, those two go together. So Hannibal is basically a sequel to The Silence of the Lambs, and then, like I mentioned, Hannibal Rising is its own thing, standalone as well, just a kind of a prequel to, to fill in kind of more about that character and, and how he became who he is. So, I mean, that alone is the premise. But the thing is here that... I'm sure most people watching this have heard of Hannibal or Hannibal Lecter or Hannibal the Cannibal or have seen cultural references to him based off the, 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 the movie more so than the book because the visuals, because the sounds, because some of the lines, because um, the, the mask that he wore um, during a, a, a specific scene in the movie, which I guess I won't talk about, um, that's referenced like by, by musicians by like comedy stuff, but it's just it's a cultural touchstone. This movie is a cultural touchstone. Uh, again, if you are into um, mysteries and thrillers, psychological thrillers, very specifically um, suspense things, then I think this is for you. Just straight up, this is for you. Uh, I want to touch on that feminist thing a little bit because I never got that. From, from my viewings and my reading at all, but I completely understand why. And I think it's important to talk about just a little bit. It does not watch like a quote-unquote feminist piece. It's not... One of the charms and the beauties of, of this movie is that it's not heavy-handed in any direction. Um, I love it because there are layers to it. I love it because there are twists and turns. And again, for it, it defines the genre of psychological thriller. It's just really like the best thing that I have ever read or seen in that realm. Now, I love psychological thrillers. They're my favorite genre of movie or book. Um, I guess specifically movies more so than books, but um, I, I love them. I really, really enjoy them. And, and so um, I, I guess this is just a genre where I feel comfortable just saying, like, out of everything I've seen, which I haven't seen everything, but in my opinion, this is just the best one you can watch for many reasons, which I want to tell you about right now. But, I mean, again, th that was the premise... We've got this FBI agent. She's got to go and talk to this really creepy, scary 
serial killer behind bars who's going to help her um, catch this other serial killer that's still out there. So there's this urgency. There's this there's weight. There's this game automatically, right? Like we're talking about mind games. We're talking about psychology. We're talking about this this man behind bars with nothing to lose at all who has... Um, a, a history of toying with people with just his his intelligence is um, on parallel to the point where the FBI has to go to him for help, right? And why would he want to help them? And so there's, there's in the premise, we're set up with this game of chess between these two players. And it's, it's a dark and gritty movie. So there were directors and actors and other people who didn't want to be a part of it, who were approached about it as first choice, and they said, this thing, the screenplay, just it's a little too violent for me. It's not a slasher flick. It's not um, gratuitous in its violence. It's not meant to just be uh, body horror or, or it's kind of like gross um, and, and, and gory just for gore's sake. That's not what it is. It does have some violent scenes. It has some very interesting staging of violence, even when it's not actually happening. There is some blood. There is some gore that's just medical, I would say. It's not meant to be gratuitous in a way that is, like, showing gore for gore's sake. When there is violence, um, it's doing its job. Put it that way. It's not excessive just to be excessive. It's not extreme to be extreme. There are some still frames, basically, that are just like, wow, that's something else. Um, actually, fun little tidbit, they used some inspiration from the artist Francis Bacon uh, to, to do some staging of some scenes there that do involve, some, do involve some violence. But anyway, it's how else do I sell you on this thing before I want to get a little deeper into things? Um, again, if you are a fan of all those things, then I think you'll be a fan of this. If, you know... Um, it's not, again, it's not about the violence. It is about the mind game. That is what this thing is about. But it does have some violence. It has a lot of suspense. It, there's like twists and there's turns. There's a little bit of action in here. We've got, you know, police. We've got them trying to track down a killer, right? We, we've got some things happening here. Um, again, filmed or, or, or it came out in 1991. So film quality is something that's really interesting here also because it like, seems like it's this lower quality film if you were to look at it through that lens but it's timeless i think that if it was shot differently just obviously it wouldn't have the same feel if it was to be redone now i mean this is one of those ones that this needs to be left alone like it's perfect the way it is and, and the things that they did their unique uh problem solvings that they did um again just everything about this movie is really great like from the casting even though some of them weren't the first choice they were the best choice um, the director kind of being fish out of water, having, ha not having done something like this before, but bringing his unique skill set to this subject matter that he hadn't really played with before. Um, just everything. The, 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 the lighting, the costume design, um, the special effects, if you want to call it that, or not special effects, just the effects. Um, yeah, color grading, everything in here. Just, again, the problem solving that they had to do for this film. Even things down to that mask, or like how do you... Put Hannibal like the, 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 the like they cut they decided not to have bars in the prison cell because that would just be visually wouldn't make sense and and when they have him behind plexiglass there's some solutions there and some things that just were really innovative and and, and great to see so 
Again, I think this is the psychological thriller. If you enjoy that kind of thing and you haven't seen this, you need to see it. Um, it you don't need to see anything before this. You don't need to see Red Dragon. You don't need to read Red Dragon. Um, this very closely follows the novels, and I would say the novels are still really worth reading if you do want to get into them if you're a reader. Um, I will tell you, I have not watched any of the other film adaptations. I have seen Hannibal the TV show, which is freaking amazing, which I'm going to do a review about sometime when I watch it again for the third time. Uh, it's beautiful and amazing, and it's basically based off of Red Dragon and that story. This has, you know, Clarice Starling rather than another character that's in Red Dragon that they talk about, Will Graham. Um, so I'm actually going just... I just feel like it now that I'm going to watch Hannibal, which I have not seen, which is the sequel to this. I've read the books, though. Um, yeah, that's really what I'm going with right now to, to sell you on this. But I'm going to get into some other like little tidbit stuff here. Um, so, I mean, it, it is a story of strength, really. Um, strength of mind and determination and perseverance. That all sounds really corny, but we're doing this in like this really gritty, like... If you listen to podcasts and you listen to true crime podcasts, there's like really gritty ones. Like I find Sword and Scale sometimes to be that way. It's definitely got a darker feel to it. That kind of like vibe, that true crime creepy vibe that sometimes you might get from hearing a really good podcast, that's what this is. It gives you a little bit of like, oh, that's like, but I enjoy it, right? I don't think it's a horror as well. I mean, different people have different definitions of horror, and here's why I think it gets wrapped up in that horror genre, and it's that simplicity thing of, like, we want, as humans that don't engage in serial killer activities, to separate ourselves from ser serial killers, to separate ourselves and say, those people are monsters, what they're doing is atrocious, they're not even human, they're not people, they're monsters, because we don't want to have that association um, that... that, that that we could do something like that, or our family, or our friends, the people we love and trust, that they could do something that horrific. We don't want that association, so we put them over there and distance them from us. So they're monsters, they're not even human. And maybe that's why it fits into this horror genre for some people. I don't believe that's what it is. I think it's just pound for pound, a psychological thriller. It is a mystery, it is a suspense. It's not a courtroom drama by any means, but, but it is a, if you want to even call it a crime drama, but it pushes those boundaries. It's not just, it, it pushes boundaries. That's the thing, especially for the time with the type of violence that there is. It's not about violence, but there are violent acts. There are things that it shows. Um, so keep that in mind as well. It's, it's not horror porn, like it's not, or, or gore porn or whatever. That's not what it is. But the, those elements are there. So anyway, um, it's just, when people talk about, like, oh, his mind works like a steel trap, I mean, I feel like that's, like, a really, like, Archie comic reference from, like, the 50s or something. But uh, Thomas Harris, writing the story, like, he just set things up so perfectly and just had this, this push and pull um, w with the, the chess game that's happening and then with the action, and he just... Does that so, so well. So, and this movie pulls the best parts of the book, really, and expresses them incredibly well. I mentioned that there's this kind of feminist piece to it. And um, there is one thing that I really noted that I thought was really progressive for the time, especially when they, when they put this movie out and I watched it, and was thinking that there's a scene, this is not a spoiler, where... Um, I forgot the character's name now, but he, he's, he's the head of the FBI Behavioral Sciences Department, which is the one that pulled Clarice Starling to, to give assistance. 
and he basically is in a room full of, of, of police from a different state, and there's a chief of police there that he wants to talk to alone. Clarice Starling is there, and he, he basically talks to the police chief and says, hey, I don't want to talk about these like grisly details of this crime in front of this woman, you know? So let me pull you aside. We'll go talk about it elsewhere. Really, he just wanted to get this officer alone to talk. That's how he presented it. And then they go and they go alone. And then afterwards, Clarice calls him on that and says, that wasn't cool. These other officers look up to you. And he says, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. And I was like, it's, it's not heavy-handed. It's very casual. It fits in there perfectly with, with the discussion they're having. But it was kind of like, wow, damn. Like, that's pretty progressive. Like, I thought, like, you know, for 30 years ago of, of just, like, them, she just calls him out and says, like, hey, no. Like, I didn't like that. You, you, these other police officers look up to you and, and you could have done that in a different way because he was like man that really burned you didn't it and, and she was like yeah it did don't do that that's not cool and she says it matters and he's like you're right sorry uh, so that was a thing that's not something that they brought up in, in the extras for the feminist thing but they just talk about this really strong female lead it, she's not leading with her looks even though you know Jodie Foster's a beautiful woman but um, she's not leading with her looks. That's not why she is starring in this role. That's not why the character is, is the character that she is. She's leading with her mind and her determination, her strength of character in, in um, her, her skills and abilities uh, as, a, as a police officer or as an FBI agent that she wants to be, right? Um, and she has vulnerabilities as well that are just a part of her being a complex character. That's the thing that this movie does so well, is that there's layers to it, but if you are not one for really deep, deep, deep movies and all these crazy metaphors and whatever, you don't have to worry about that. It has these things in it that can inspire conversation, right? But it doesn't do it heavy-handed. Um, there are some symbols, there are some metaphors, but it kind of gives you those without it being cheesy, without it being... Um, just fed to you on a platter in a way that that's corny and cheap, um, but it does tell you some things of like, oh, like what does this represent? What does this object represent? Um, but also, there's other things there that are deeper and layered. That again, I think that this you can enjoy this film um, on an entertainment level without. It, it's just it's it's meant for those who want that type of entertainment. But it is not passive entertainment. Um, you are being engaged if you want to be. But again, it's not too deep for people to follow either. Because there's some people that just aren't into that. They want very surface level engagement. If you want surface level engagement, you can still watch this and enjoy this. And, and get things out of it. And you can understand it. But if you like deeper level stuff, that is also there for you too. And I don't see that very often. So, um, yeah. Again, we've got the strong female lead. And they talk about this being this, this feminist thing at the time that people weren't seeing. Um, and that's just a cool little addition. But I never read it that way. I never, like, viewed the movie through that lens. I didn't really pick up on that. It was just so natural, which is just part of the strength of this film, that it just it created this character. And I was on for the ride, and, like, it all made sense. And it didn't feel like they were pushing something down my throat, like, or anything. It was just like, no, this was the, this was the story. And there's a reason why that was the story rather than, than some other type of, of person. And it's just done incredibly well. So, um, 
target audience, I kind of already brought it up. For those who like these darker pieces um, that are gritty and raw, the psychological thriller aspect for sure. If you're a fan of, of s smart and dark things, um, if you're a fan of the books, then I would say for sure you need to watch this movie as well. Um, is it an important piece? I think that for the genre, it's incredibly important. But as for like, oh, I felt inspired and I walked away from this really taking stock of my own life and wanted to push myself to be a better person, I would say no, not on that aspect. But if you are a fan of psychological thrillers, it's the, the most important film I think you could see for that uh, genre. Um, and again, what's its function? I think that its function is to entertain, but it is engaged entertainment. It is telling a story. It is pushing some boundaries. It's not passive entertainment where you're just sitting there empty-headed, um, although you can enjoy it on a, on a more passive end of the spectrum if you'd like, but it has got twists and turns in it, and, and it's, it's, got, it's not too deep where you'll lose it. You don't lose it. It's, it's easy to follow, but there are layers to it that you can really enjoy if you're into depth. Um, it is top shelf for me. It is... It is on my top shelf. It is the definitive psychological thriller. I like the depth that it has. Again, everything with how it was shot, to the casting, to the screenplay, the way they adapted it. Um, it's pretty flawless, honestly. It's just, again, it is the definitive psychological thriller. Like, that's just how I put it. Um, it swept the Academy Awards. It got a bunch of other movie awards, which, whatever, awards or not. But, um during a time where they just saw the brilliance of it and they couldn't deny it, even though it wasn't one of those movies that would typically win awards, um, it did. Um, and, and in various categories, and multiple categories. So anyway, it's a brilliant uh, film that became a cultural touchstone for a reason. The characters are strong and the way they are played are, are fantastic. Um, and you just don't forget those characters, especially, especially, I would say, Hannibal Lecter. Just the way that that character is written and, and played, you don't forget that. Um, there's a reason why he is referenced in popular culture in many different ways. Um, because of this movie, not just because of the books at all, because of the movie. It's just so visceral when you can see and hear and attach all these, these mannerisms and things to that character, not just have them written for you and then you making up the visuals in your mind when reading a book but here they give that character some some amazing life that um man yeah it's it's really hard to see anyone else play that character until you get to hannibal the tv series and mads mickelson is a very it's a different interpretation of that character but amazing as well i would say i i yeah, I won't even get into that right now. Um, great, dark film. Psychological thriller, The Silence of the Lambs.